Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the border bill. In fact, we'll have Congressman Chip Roy to talk about the border bill. Kira Davis on running for office. Isabel Brown on The Next Generation. What a show tonight on I'm Right. Okay, let's talk about the border bill. I said, and I mean it, that the sponsors of this bill, the senators putting their name on this bill, should be arrested. If you lived in a just country, they should be arrested. And people heard me say that, and they're freaking out. Oh, that's so over the top. It's extreme. Okay, so let's set the border bill aside for, the, for a moment. Let's just walk through this little scenario here. I want you to picture a big warehouse of some kind, right? You got it pictured in your mind, a big warehouse. And inside of this warehouse is all of your stuff. And I do mean everything. Your home, apartments in there. Husband, wife, kids, grandkids, they're in there. All the money in your bank account, your cars, everything you have is in this warehouse, okay? Right, you're picturing it, everything's in the warehouse. And you... Because you value the things in your house, after all, it's your stuff, you hire a security guard. The security guard's job is to protect your stuff. Stop people from going inside of the warehouse and using your stuff, taking your stuff, stealing your stuff, just stop it. And the security guard, as he's standing in the front, decides he's just going to start letting people in. 
And you show up one day and he's let 100 people in to go pillage your stuff. Some people are sitting on your couch. Someone took your car for a spin. You don't even know if they're coming back. And you come back the next day, another 100 people, he's let them in. And then another 100 people. And then another 100 people. This is the guy whose job it is to stop people from coming in to take your stuff. And you're, you're mad at him. You're screaming mad at him. Finally, you yell at him and you say, stop. Why don't you stop these people? And he says, okay, listen. Listen, I understand you're upset. I've been letting 100 people a day in to pillage your stuff. So I have a proposal for you. You give me a pay raise and I will only let 50 people a day inside of your warehouse. You'd be upset, wouldn't you? You'd probably say this guy has committed fraud, most definitely deserves to be fired, wouldn't you? Would you? You understand our politicians, they're supposed to protect our border. That's one of the very few things they're supposed to do. And I don't mean just from, just from the felons or just... Our politicians are tasked with securing the border of the United States of America. It's already their job. It's not that you should only allow so many illegals into the country. The number of illegals allowed in the country should be zero, not negotiable. Even one is a violation of your sovereignty as a citizen of your nation. One illegal is too many. One. They opened up the border. Joe Biden steps in, he opens up the border. And look, We've been invaded. Eight million mostly military-age males in three years. What would you call that? By almost any measure, unless I'm forgetting something, I'm thinking about the largest invasions in history. By any measure, I believe that's the largest invasion in the history of the world. The number will be 12 million by the time Joe Biden's first four years are up, and let's pray there's not another four years. And the United States Senate, in one of the most scandalous things I've ever seen in my entire life, has said, oh, man, wow, <clears throat> that's so many illegals. Anyway, give us some more money. We're already not securing the border. Toss me some more money and we'll, I don't know, secure it a little. Oh, and also, we'll give a bunch of money to Ukraine and Israel. $118 billion. $60 billion goes to Ukraine. That is to fund their corrupt oligarchs over there. That's to fund our defense contractors over here who will then in turn write large campaign checks to the senators who are sponsoring this. Of course, we have to give money to Israel as well. Keep in mind, burgers, $6 a pound. So we have money for Ukraine and money for these people, money for these people. You stand in the grocery, grocery aisle and suffer under the weight of what these people have done. And they put out a bill that makes everything worse. A bill, a bill, it actually says, it actually says, we're just going to allow 35,000 illegals a week before any emergency authorizations kick in to allow us to stop any of this. And look, the communists are out there already saying it. Chris Murphy, one of the biggest pieces of trash in the Senate, has already come out and said the border never closes. Here he is all over the TV trying to sell this disaster. 
Well, here's the problem, David. Um, the president can't do this by himself. The president doesn't have the legal authority without additional legislation to control the border and fix the broken asylum system in the way that needs to be done. Yeah. He's lying. But it, you know what? I already hated Chris Murphy yesterday. He's a dirty, rotten communist trying to destroy the country. I, don't, I didn't need this border bill to help me hate Chris Murphy anymore. You know who I really genuinely hate? Senator Naked Kendall from Oklahoma. People have got to be able to read it, go through it themselves. Don't just go off a Facebook post somewhere what the bill says. This dramatically changes asylum. It dramatically changes deportations. We no longer have a 10-year backlog. It builds right. more wall. Those are the key things that it actually does. But read it for yourselves. Don't just believe what's online. Mm. Yeah. You see, Naked Kendall, he's supposed to be there fighting for you, fighting for me. We hired Naked Kendall to secure our stuff, to secure our country. He's standing in front of the warehouse, supposed to secure our stuff. And instead, he tries to hand the communists more mass amnesty. Mitch McConnell, of course, out there, I'm, great, I'm grateful to Senator Langford for working tirelessly. The Senate must carefully consider the opportunity in front of us and prepare to act. And here's the truth. And I'll tell you, I'm going to work to make this happen if I have the opportunity to do so. You ready? Senator Lankford has to have his career destroyed. He has to. I will do everything in my power to ensure that his political career is over. I don't think I have the power to do that. Maybe I can help a little bit. But it's important that Senator Lankford have his entire professional life destroyed. You know why it's important? It's not just because of the unending amounts of malice I have in my heart towards cowardice like that. It's important that the other GOP senators see Langford destroyed. They must look at what happens when you betray us like this and they must be afraid of us because I've given up, I've given up, I've given up the hope of having a GOP that the communists are afraid of. It's very clear that these losers are never gonna f cause any amount of fear in communists at all. I've given that up. Okay, that ship has sailed. But we can at least make them fear us. We can make them fear for their jobs. So Oklahoma, it's time to giddy up. It's time to get a real primary going. It's time to run James Lankford out of GOP politics so every other flat-in-the-front senator like him looks on in horror as his career goes down the tubes and worries for themselves. It is time to come for James Lankford. Senator, now it's on. All right? All right. Chip Roy is going to join us in a moment. Chip Roy of Texas trying to get stuff secured around here. Let's, first of all, one of the things I'm going to ask him, I guarantee you this, is this going to pass? I'm hearing a lot of rumors that it's not going to pass the House. Let's make sure about that, all right? All right, before we get to that, let's get to this. <clears throat> How often do you change filters in your life? Forget about your car. We all know you, you neglect that one. I certainly do. 
How often do you change the coffee filter or clean it? Your air conditioner filter. Regularly, don't you? Why? They're dirty. You filter things through them, they're, they're dirty. How often do you take something for your liver? Your liver is the filtration system for your body. Toxins, all the toxins we eat now, it's all in our food, alcohol, whatever you put in your body, your liver is there filtering it. We never give it any help at all. It needs help, natural help. Liver health formula, a natural supplement you can take to ensure your filter is cleaned properly. You want to live longer? Take care of your body, man. And look, they're giving out free, a free bottle of omega-3s right now. You have to go to getliverhelp.com slash jesse. Start taking care of your liver, all right? We'll be back. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I say about to Speaker how Johnson, they're playing this. Yeah, I say to Speaker Johnson, don't let the 30 hard right uh, people in the House who are extreme. They wanted us to default. They wanted the government not to pay its debts. They wanted us um, to the government to shut down. They're extremists and they're running your show. Do the right thing. I can't wait to talk to one of these extremists. Joining me now, great congressman of the state of Texas, my friend Chip Roy. Chip, I can only assume you're one of these extremists Chuck Schumer is talking about. Why are you being so extreme about this whole thing? I don't know, man. Just, you know, just breaking out all my extreme uh, desires to have a secure border and to have a sovereign nation. You know, it's just crazy talk. It's nuts, you know. And uh, meanwhile, you know, they're not extreme at all, you know, wanting wide open borders and 10,000 people a day from all over the world with uh, schools that don't teach that America's good or that, uh, you know, God exists and that they want to undermine our entire way of life. They're not extreme at all. They're not they're not effectively colonizers. Right. Uh, Democrats trying to impress their values on people all around the world, by the way, including people in Africa. But maybe that's a conversation for another day. Chip, before we get into the specifics about all the money for them and little for us, and just on a, on a general topic, I don't think I've had this many emails in a week in my entire life of people upset, understandably so, that we have to cobble completely separate subjects into one bill all the time and that this isn't even controversial anymore. A, a United States senator, no, I'll only pretend to secure your border if you also write me a big fat check I can hand this country and that country. It's so nakedly corrupt and broken and it's just the way it's done now. They don't even consider it scandalous. Well, it's just the way things are done here and it's ridiculous. You know, last year when we set out to change when we had the debate over the speaker, you know, we were actually successful for a while. People have forgotten that because we didn't deliver the goods in the end. But we got HR2 passed, which is the best border bill we've ever gotten done, because frankly, we, we fo focused on just a one subject bill dealing with the border, not, not amnesty, not future immigration, just literally border security. We passed a good defense bill that got abandoned in December by the Uniparty, but we passed a good bill. We passed seven appropriations bills off the floor. We passed 10 bills at a committee onto the floor uh, on, on uh, and we got 1,100 amendments, meaning we were fixing the place. But the Uniparty does what it does best. It starts rallying around to figure out what they can do to make the Chamber of Commerce and big corporate America and the big defense establishment happy. And that's what's going on right now. But the American people have a voice in this. And some of us are trying to be the voice for them. And uh, let, let's also remember, Democrats here, they're using this as cover. And Republicans shouldn't take the bait and sort of chase this shiny object too much. I don't mind crapping on the bill. Let's kill it in the cradle before it moves out of the Senate, before it gets to the House. But let's pivot back to the truth. 
Democrats want to destroy our country with open borders. They're doing it intentionally. They want this bill as cover so they can go undermine President Trump and Republicans in the fall by saying it's us who are not working to secure the border. We shouldn't take the bait. We passed a good bill. We should stand behind it, and we should actually fight for it uh, during the appropriations process here in March. Can you handicap this thing for me? It, I keep hearing it's dead in the House, it's dead in the House. There's been some real hot garbage passing the House in the past few months. Is it really dead in the House? Yeah, on this one, I believe it is dead. I think the Speaker and I think everybody okay. knows that this thing has no chance. I mean, you already had Steve Scalise saying it's not going to get floor time. He controls what gets to the floor. Uh, Speaker Johnson has said it's DOA. Uh, Elise Stefanik has said it's dead. Uh, you know, Mark Green, the chairman of Homeland Security, Jim Jordan, the chairman of the judiciary, uh, all of us are out there recognizing how bad the bill is. And importantly, I think they're now up to 20 Senate Republicans, I think. I'm not fully up to speed on the count. Around 20 who have already said there are no. So the no's are mounting. And uh, even though you are correct, we've passed a hot mess of garbage over the last three or four months with continuing resolutions and Nancy Pelosi's bills and the national defense with FISA spending and a tax bill written on K Street. Uh, we, we do think on this one, we can jam this one up, uh, including the Ukraine funding. But guess what? They will come back, right? They will try to jam us on Ukraine funding. They'll try to make people feel guilty about that or, for example, Israel funding. Uh, and so we need to go on offense. And if I had it to, if it were my pick, I would sending over, I'd send over a full year appropriations bill that would trigger the caps that were embraced last year that both you and I thought were not nearly good enough, but that a majority of Republicans and Democrats Democrats voted for. It would reduce spending by about, I don't know, $40 billion off of last year's Nancy Pelosi levels. It would cut non-defense about $70 billion, which would be good. And I would just tack HR2 to it. I'd play the swamp game since we're late in the game. And I'd fire that over the Senate, and I would tell Schumer to choke on it, and I'll see him in November. But I don't know if we've got enough Republicans who are willing to play that kind of hardball. Chip, can you explain, I'm glad you brought up the defense industry earlier, and I, I don't know whether this is it. I don't know whether this is the answer. I'm asking the question. The obsession with Ukraine, and again, I don't fault people for rooting for Ukraine. Russia invaded. Again, all that's fine. But from what I understand on the ground, the deal is kind of done. Russia has bitten. They've holded. They're not going to be pushed out. And yet our politicians still obsess over this place for what reason? But look, this is one of the things that happens in this town, right? Everybody says, well, we got to go down this road, and then the machine gets to working, and they say, well, now we got to spend that money, and oh, shit, we've already spent that money, now we have to replenish our stockpiles. This really isn't about sending any more money for those corrupt oligarchs and for to fund their pensions. This is really about our stockpiles. Meanwhile, then you get a report later in two years that says, no, that's horse crap, and in fact, we were still funding them. In other words, the point is, everybody in this town, Republican. In the DNA, going back, I think, to, you know, fighting the commies, you know, under Reagan in, in the Cold War, Republicans basically are, well, we got to go do the war stuff and the military stuff. And so the war machine is what we got to focus on. And you know what? Yeah, corporate tax rates, we got to do that, right? Economic growth, corporate tax cuts. Now, you and I both are fine supporting and making sure we stop bad guys when you need to at our national security interest. You and I both want economic growth and low taxes. But... When is it that it's good for us to be shills for corporate America and the big defense industrial complex and never really stand up for the hardworking American who's getting hosed? Never really stand up to secure the border and you know, the people that are getting hurt. Never actually stand up for the people who send us here and say, stand up to Washington and the swamp 
instead of doing whatever the K Street people are bidding. And again, it's not that people are getting bought by like K Street donors and stuff. That's probably part of it for some people. But at the end of the day, what it is, is that's the way the town works. They write the bills. They say, here's what you got to do. And then all the messengers go out and say, oh, but the people of Ukraine. And then they bring Zelensky over. He shows up. He gives a speech right before the spending deal. And everybody goes, oh, my God, I've got a blue and yellow pen. I got to do it. I got to go spend the money. Fact is, the American people are sick of this. I can promise you that's where they are mentally. Because frankly, I took a position this weekend where I said, I love Israel. I do. God bless Israel. As a Christian, as somebody who's been over there a lot, but I don't think we should write a blank check in a clean Israel bill of $17 billion when our borders are wide open and we're bleeding money and we have no money and we're deficit spending $2 trillion. I tweeted that out. I got overwhelming support, including from Jewish uh, constituents. Yeah. No, I'm with, I'm with you. It's it's insane. It's just blank checks for everybody. Okay, before I let you go real quick, Congressman, the Texas border, that became a real hot story for about 15 minutes. Razor wire and the Supreme Court and the federal government. And I've always been a bit of a cynical soul, as you know, Chip. But I figured this kind of, this whole thing would go away without anybody getting their hands dirty. Why is it not in the news anymore? This thing work out? Yeah, I mean, it is interesting to watch, right? We had numbers that were three to 4,000 that were coming across in Eagle Pass. Now those numbers are about two to 300. There are multiple reasons why, one of which is the razor wire and the fact that, you know, the governor has put up all those uh, shipping containers and, and, and blocked off that area where, where people were coming across there in Eagle Pass. The other reason is because uh, Biden has had uh, conversations with Oberdor to reduce the overall numbers because they politically know they need to get the numbers down. So that's the dirty little secret that Todd Benson's written about. But the bottom line is the numbers are down a little bit. They're not going to go to Eagle Pass because the cartels are smart. They're like, oh, crap, Texas is all fired up about this right now. Let's go to Arizona and California. So now the, the numbers are all flowing through over there. I got an update from Bill Malouge, and I think the numbers were like six or 7,000 yesterday, almost all going up through more through Arizona and California. The cartels, it's a business. They, they're going to just move wherever the, the least resistance is. The question really here is, will Texas hold the line for the long haul? And will they go further? Will we remove people? Will we put up more barriers? Will we hold the line up and down the entire 1,200-mile border and not just the park in Eagle Pass? That's, I think, the question left on the table for Texas. Yeah, I hope so. Congressman, thank you, brother. I appreciate you very much. All right. Well, the illegals are still coming. The government's still spending. The government's still printing. Everything that is kind of sinking us here is still sinking us. So... What have you done to be ready? What have you done to prepare? Have you gotten a hold of Oxford Gold yet? This is not so you can have shiny silver coins in your home, gold coins. It's not, it's not that. Honestly, I hope you never show anyone. I hope you never tell anyone. This is so, no matter what happens, you have the ability to purchase goods and services and whatever you may need. But Jesse, what if I don't ever need it? Could, I, I pray to God you never need it. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it down to your children. What if they never did it? Pass it down to their children. It doesn't go stale. The, what you purchase from Oxford Gold today is going to save someone's rear end in your legacy. It is. Call them. 833-995-GOLD. All right? 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get it in your retirement as well so you don't lose that. All right? We'll be back. The one thing I will say is 
I think three of them are honest brokers doing the best they can. Nobody's looking to throw anybody on the bus, but they all have different objectives. Cinema evidently is a moderate. Uh, uh, Murphy on the Connecticut is a Democrat, and then you have Langford, who you don't get elected Brian. in Oklahoma if you're not a conservative. And, and Brian, to your point, look, I'm not going to throw any stones at Brian. Don't know him, but not going to. I'm really genuinely not trying to throw any stones at him, but. You don't get elected in Oklahoma if you're not a conservative. Be serious. Our red states consistently put up the most pathetic GOPers. The, our lamest GOPers come from the reddest states. Texas, Oklahoma, the Dakotas, South Carolina, on and on and on. It's pathetic. I hate it. Joining me now, Kira Davis. She's the author of the book, Drawing Lines. I will always respect the fact she actually ran for office put herself out there locally, which is not easy. Kira, you know, people on the right, myself included, are very fond of pointing at urban Democrats. Whenever there's one, ah, crime sucks here, ah, it's terrible, and saying, you voted for this. I love doing that because it's true. They did. Own it, you voted for it. We don't do the same thing with our GOP primary, with how lame our GOP is. The GOP primary voter is just as guilty as the urban Democrat for the losers we have in the Congress of this country? Well, what you are pointing out is the detriment of a one-party system, a one-party area. Yeah. So you can, I mean, California, as you pointed out, I'm in California, and as you pointed out, we can clearly see the results of one-party voting in a state like California. But we fail to extend that logic out to what happens in places like Texas or in places like Oklahoma, where they're really, I mean, that's not a thats not a wrong assessment. It's a huge conservative area, big Republican vote, red state. But then what happens is the same thing that happens on the Democrat side. Republicans just get lazy, right? We have your vote. You're voting for us no matter what, because you're not going to vote for Democrats. So we can put up whatever crappy candidate we want, and they're going to get in because we know you're voting against Democrats, not voting for us. There's no reason why a state like Texas doesn't have universal school choice. There's no reason why a state like Oklahoma doesn't have universal school choice. Those are very conservative Republican issues so easy to pass in one party states. But the same thing happens. So we need to be careful that we don't fall as general voters. We don't fall into the same traps that I talk about a lot as a black conservative and a voter when it comes to black voters, which is we can't have all of our political capital in one place because that just gives these politicians license to take our votes for granted. Republicans are no different than any other brand of politician. Kira, how do we stop this cycle? Because look, I know how this goes. You know how this goes. You do politics for a living. That loser, James Langford in Oklahoma, He's going to get a whole pile of money next time he runs for re-election, and he's going to run a bunch of TV ads on Fox News talking about how he's going to secure the border and protect your Second Amendment and all the other lame crap Republicans talk about that they never actually do. And then the 95-year-olds who watch Fox News will go, yeah, I like James, and back to the Senate he goes. How do we stop this? <laughs> I mean, if you figure it out, Jesse, let me know. We'll both be very rich people in the consultant world. Look, I had this conversation recently. I spoke to, I, I attended a, a Republican Women's Federation meeting and I, I spoke there and somebody asked me basically this question. She was saying, look, I'm part of the grassroots conservative base of the party and we're battling the top of the party. I've been doing this job for 15 years and it's never been any different. And I'm sure if I ask people who have been in this business longer, they will tell me, the same thing. 
at the end of the day, sometimes when you're in a war, the only way to end it is to win. So how do we prevent this? The grassroots base has, has to win. And we're currently in a battle with the elites for the top of the party for dominance. And this has been going on forever. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Look, the Tea Party era was quite successful for the grassroots base. Now, the same thing happened to the Tea Party movement that happens to every prominent protest movement, which is eventually it becomes mainstream and it loses its steam. But the Tea Party movement had some great success with candidates that we now take for granted as conservative stalwarts. So there are times when the grassroots base can win. Um, and so this is another time. I don't I don't know what the strategy is. How do you work together with people who aren't working for the same thing? Sometimes you just have to win. So the base just has to win here. And if we can't win, then yeah, we have to deal with the Republican elite. Kira, a Republican women's coalition or whatever it is, that sounds so annoying. How was that? It's actually what's gonna save this country, Jesse. <laughs> I'll tell you why, oh. I'll tell you why. Because uh, I know you're being facetious here. We didn't just talk about fashion and purses. These are moms. <laughs> These are mothers. And and you you pointed out at the top of the segment, Kira, you ran for office, right? You put your money where your mouth is. And guess what? I was just part of a huge parent movement that was happening across the country to win back these school boards. Who do you think the majority of those people were? Women, mothers, right? We're sending our husbands off to work to, to provide and, and, and do their job. And women are the ones who control the home. A lot of the times we control the purse, we control the bills, we, we control what the kids are doing, we're the schedulers. We're the front lines of how this economy and this administration is affecting daily life. And a lot of times it's women who have more, quote, time to, to put in. Um, oftentimes we're home raising our kids or we have jobs that coincide with our kids' hours. So women are the forefront of, of this movement to, to sort of wrestle back this culture. We see it everywhere. Just look at groups like Moms for Liberty. So what do we talk about? We talked about winning since the men can't seem to manage it. <laughs> you really are the schedulers, Kira. It's amazing. My wife knows the schedule of everybody. I don't even know my own schedule. I have to go check in. That's why I'm fond of telling her, I want her to think of herself as, a, as if she's the secretary of the house. But for some reason, that never lands well. Can you explain that? No, I, I don't understand. Perhaps she's just ungrateful, Jesse, for the for the amount of work and effort you do for the family. But all I can suggest is probably you should just tell her what she can be doing better more. <laughs> I'll do that tonight. All right, Kira. Locally, I am happy. People think I'm, uh, I'm very, very cynical, and I probably am, but I am happy with things like what you're talking about. I see a grassroots that is growing on the right, but I don't just want to see what I want to see. Do you see this? I, I see us winning school board races we've never run before, people who've never run for office, which is what I love running. I see good things happening locally. Nationally, it's all a disaster, but locally, I feel good. That's where it has to be. It has to start yeah. locally, and that's going to trickle up. And I, in fact, the the uh, main focus of a lot of the speeches I've been giving lately, a lot of the talks I've been given when I'm when I'm invited somewhere to speak, is how I do believe that the GOP needs to make education the basis of their platform, at least moving forward for the next 
decade or so. It's a winning issue. We, we saw what happened in Virginia um, and we saw what happened in all of these school board races and even in a state like California. Uh, we, we have no hope of winning the governorship here. Right now, that's just a silly pipe dream. We shouldn't put much effort, I guess we have to put some, but not much effort into winning that. It's unwinnable right now. But what is winnable are the school boards that have a lot of local control and all of that stuff trickles up. What do you think the elitist GOP candidates are going to do when they start looking at local races and see these conservative parent, pro-parent candidates winning their council seats, winning their school board elections? What do you think they're going to do? Are they going to respond to those voters or will it be business as usual? We have to change the business model here. That starts at the bottom and it will all trickle up. And now is the best time to be working from the bottom up, to be honest, because that's where people are feeling it the most. I, I know it's no secret. You've been covering it on this show. It's no secret that a lot of middle and left wing voters are very dissatisfied with the Biden administration because it's hitting them at home where it hurts. They notice it at the gas pump. They notice it at the grocery store. They see what's going on at the border. That's not even able to be covered up anymore by the media. So people are feeling it right where they live. This is a bottom up solution. And I believe that the GOP wants to wrestle back the future. They need to start at quote, what we look at as the bottom up really, which is the purest form of American politics, which is your local government. Amen. People, only the people can save this country. Kira, thank you, ma'am. All right. We're not, we're not done at all. We have some culture stuff. I'm starting to get into UFC more and more. We'll get to that in a moment. Before we get to any of that, let's do this. Let's talk about your timeshare. I didn't even want to bring it up. You're stuck in a timeshare you don't want. Don't think that this is your unique situation. If that makes you feel better, this is the norm now. These timeshare companies, they're jacking everyone's annual fees up through the roof, doubling them. Have yours been doubled? They have, haven't they? Special assessments, and you can't even get them anymore. Oh, sorry, call back next year. Why don't you get out? Ah, oh, Jesse, I'd love to. It's easy for you to say. I can't get you out, but Lone Star Transfer can. You know that they can get you out forever? They're not going to get you a year off. They will legally and permanently get you out of your timeshare. That's what Lone Star Transfer does. This is a family business with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau for a reason. Call them. 844-310-2646. Just call them. They'll handle it. We'll be back. I love America, you know? I'm not American, but I will be. My green card is three years. In two years, I will be a American. And after I'm done with fighting, I will serve on the police officer. I want to be a SWAT team, and I want to kill the bad guys. Make no mistake. That is right, and that is wrong. And people are forgetting about that. People are going crazy. That's why I want more kids. I want people to go to the church. They want people to respect Otherwise, this great country in the world is going to be a third world country. And I don't want a dead Fight for good. Kill bad guys. Go to church. 
find a dime, marry her, and make a bunch of babies with her. Who is this old-fashioned guy? Joining me now, Isabel Brown, author of The End of the Alphabet. Isabel, I like this guy. I'm not big on pro sports anymore because of all the commie filth, but I might have to start watching some UFC. I'm all about it, Jesse, and exciting to see people mm -hmm. speak up about what's right and wrong again. You know, you don't hear many American men saying that these days, so at least there's some goodness out there still. What? Why don't you hear more of that from us? Now, there, there are some, but you're right. There, there aren't many. Even many on the right are a bunch of little sissies hiding in the corner. I don't want to offend anybody. It's pretty pathetic. So why are we producing good ones in Brazil and not America? You know, that's the million dollar question. We could spend all day talking about what happened to masculinity, but I think everybody kind of knows at this point in 2024, the left has been so strategic in planting seeds that have taken 10, 20, 40, 50 years to take root, but have really produced a lack of masculinity in society because anything remotely masculine has been attacked as toxic, as evil, as bigoted, or somehow outdated from society. And I talk about this a lot on my live stream or my short form content, but they're now repeating this same exact playbook with femininity and womanhood in erasing what it even means to be a woman. There is no coherent definition for that these days either. So what the end result is, I don't know, all of us wearing brown paper bags with shaved heads identifying as they, them, and just going with it potentially. But I love seeing people start to realize that there is such a thing as right and wrong. There is lies and truth. There are men and women. And it's up to individual courageous people to speak the truth again in our truthless society. Speaking of the lack of masculinity, uh, there, there is a serious problem with that in the American church, if you will. Uh, Curtis Chang, I want to thank this guy for coming out and providing a great example of how pathetic the American man and the American church has become. The Sunday morning sermon is actually a really bad way to deal with something like politics. I guarantee you, if you go up on Sunday morning in most congregations and you try to preach the one sermon on politics that you haven't been preaching on for a long time, uh, your Monday morning inbox uh, is going to be an ugly scene. Uh, and, and that's honestly why most pastors or many pastors don't preach on politics on Sunday morning because they instinctively know my Monday morning inbox is going to look awful if I do that. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Isabel, pastors now preach and they adjust their message based on how many angry emails they're going to get from wine moms. Do I have that right? I suppose so. And I wish I was more surprised by that, but sadly I'm not. I do a lot of work in the pro-life movement, Jesse, and I actually read a really interesting statistic the other day that well over 70% of American Protestant Christians would support abortion in some or all cases. And almost 50% of Catholic Americans say they would support abortion in almost all or at least some cases. And that is shocking to me as a lifelong Catholic because growing up, it was the expectation you would vote every November and you would vote pro-life first if you went to church every Sunday, regardless of what your denomination is. That concept is really gone today. And I think that's largely due to the fact that good pastors and good priests have been silent for far too long as a result of being afraid of backlash. They don't want to say the hard thing. They don't want to speak the truth in a world that's governed by a devolution from truth. But that's exactly what they and we all are called to do. You know, Jesus himself didn't promise that we were going to receive the adoration and love and acceptance of the world. He promised we were going to be hated and persecuted and reviled by the world for following truth with a capital T, who I believe is Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, what would Jesus know about being persecuted for his beliefs? So, uh, social media is a big thing out there. Uh, obviously, it's not going away. 
Mark Zuckerberg and a bunch of the tech CEOs just recently got dragged in front of the Senate to get yelled at for so senators could have some sound bites. But there was an interesting little bit here from Zuckerberg. Here it was. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I've, Would I've, you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing these streaming efforts to, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. Okay, Isabel, you have a lot to say about this. Honestly, I have mixed emotions about it. Give it to me. I do too. And, you know, I don't make a lot of friends for saying this, but social media is often painted by the right as being this desolate, horrible, garbage can dumpster place where there's nothing but horrible content poisoning the minds of the next generation. And that's really not a complete picture of what social media has become in terms of a platform of importance to educate ourselves, to engage in debate and to hear a narrative, sometimes even the truth far more often than you're ever going to get that in the mainstream media from our politicians in Washington or anywhere else where people have their pulse on the powers that be and the proverbial they that get to control the narrative. So I like to look at social media as a tool, right? It can be used for really, really good, like people myself uh, using social media to tell the truth. Like people can think about the Daily Wire and Candace Owens and Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan, none of whom would have the platforms that they do without the gift of social media and the opportunity to reach the masses in a world that's trying to control their narrative. But it also can be used for really bad, nefarious purposes. And I think a lot of that was highlighted in this particular hearing in Congress. But Congress's assault on social media over the last year and a half or so, especially the TikTok hearings a few months ago, has really only proven to me that they are far more interested in controlling the funnel of information, what we are allowed to see, interact with, repost, share with others, uh, and go back and save to watch later to make up our own opinions than they really are about our safety. If they were really interested about people's data security, or in the case of this hearing, the safety of children, we have a litany list of topics to be talking about from an American policy perspective to keep people safer. I think in reality, these people want more control over what type of information or what they want to call misinformation you get to see every day. And as a constitutional conservative, that's very bothersome to me and goes against my most foundational values. Isabel, I'm, I'm bald. My beard is going gray, so I'm very clearly not part of the next generation. But people who look like me love to complain about the next generation. They always have. Every, everyone loves to complain about the next generation. You'll do it too when you're old and gray. I don't generally. I just generally think every generation has turds and great people, and that's just the way it is. Tell me about this Gen Z. Are they going to be okay? They get a really bad rap and everyone likes to call us the reason America is crumbling before your very eyes. But I literally just wrote the book on this, on why Gen Z might actually be America and Western civilization's saving grace called The End of the Alphabet. It's coming out March 19th. 
Gen Z has already proven themselves to be the most conservative generation on a policy-by-policy basis since World War II. And a recent study just came out that Gen Z boys age 17, current seniors in high school, are the most conservative they've been since 1950. Our way of going about reaching those traditional values might be a new age path that's unfamiliar to people, like utilizing social media or identifying outside of the two-party political system and more with our values than a party. But I think there's no reason to have anything but hope for us as we increase our belief in God year over year, as we vote for more conservative values year after year, and as we cancel cancel culture itself, looking for an opportunity to find the truth in society again. Yeah, might just be all right. Isabel, thank you, ma'am. All right, it's light in the mood time. Next. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time to lighten the mood. And pretty heavy topic tonight. Today, maybe you're not aware of it, but today is National Fart Day. Here's a couple of fart facts. A man named Bernard Clemens, he has the Guinness Book of World Records two minute and 42 second long fart. Must have been Bratwurst night in the Clemens household. Another fast fart fact. Ben Franklin once wrote an essay called Fart Proudly where he challenged a chemist to create a good-smelling fart. Farts have even caused revolts. There was one against the king of Egypt 569 years before Christ. You know, you know who has a bad farting problem in this country? Democrats, because they're full of crap. Uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election work on this subject, not part of this package, but part of uh, preserving our, our, our democracy. With that, I'm pleased to yield to the distinguished chairwoman. And as I'm walking to the press room, I, don't know, I think I've got to you know, pass a little gas here. So I'm walking by myself. Who's going to know? Only a little something extra came out. You and pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Well, that space now appears to be being filled with Ron DeSantis, and it's being viewed as a threat by Trump supporters, Trump backers, Trump advisors. Can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And, and the reality is that um, those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And, and the reality is that... Um, At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.